0: I've come in and seen people in home services. We're like, yeah, I'm charging, you know, sixty bucks an hour, and I'm like, ah. yeah, yeah, that's way
1: too <laughs> low. About 1993. Jared Williams, <laughs> welcome to your podcast. It's so great <laughs> to have you here. Yep. Um. Yeah. So we were we just filmed a podcast with Tyler Williams, and we were talking afterwards, and uh, we were having some good talks. So I was like, actually, I think you were like Joel. Do you guys just want to <laughs> film another one? I mean
2: because so many of my conversations of revolve around marketing yeah um the more marketing conversations i think we can have because i do think it is the space where the plumbing business owner is the weakest yes. um conceptually and in practice so yep. the more conversations we can have like this i think it's just the better for everybody myself included definitely
0: so everybody everybody needs marketing conversations yeah um, i think they, so they really
1: do um and so we were, I had brought up the fact that I think uh, that marketers tend to be a little gun shy when telling mm-hmm. people to hire their services. I think they're on two spectrums. There are like either making way too many promises mm-hmm. over here, like they're going to just kill it for this client and all this stuff and like typical sales, sales, sales. But then I think on the other end, you have marketers who, you know, are like, you don't have any money. You, um, you're going to put this on a credit card. There's no way I'm going to let you do that. And I think it goes further than that Um, because even if you did sell them a package, I think a lot of times they'll go, okay, let's... And I don't know if you do this, but maybe you can touch on that. But I've heard people go, okay, well, you need X amount of calls. So then let's work this backwards and let's spend the minimum amount to get the amount of calls that you need. And I think of marketing totally different, right? Mm -hmm. Because I'm like, dude, okay, so... You're telling me if I want 30 calls, I can possibly get those for I'm just throwing the numbers out there. I can possibly get those calls for five grand. Well, to me, I'm like, why wouldn't I try and spend 10 grand and see if I can get 60 calls?
0: So I think that brings up uh, the philosophy of and I think this is part of like where people are at. If you spend it one month and you get your 30, you should have a margin that would then grow so that way you could spend to get your 35. And then 40, and then 50, right? Um, but I mean, I guess there's, there's the question of capacity, yeah. right? If, if 30 is not what you actually have the capacity to serve, mm-hmm. then maybe you are under marketing, right? So, man, I think if I, could, if
1: I could, if I was able to do 30 calls, right, and I could spend, and I put 10 grand in my budget to get those 30 calls for the month. These numbers mm-hmm. are like way not yeah, accurate yeah. at all, You're but whatever. <laughs> We're gonna keep going with them. So it's an example. Thirty calls, five grand, right? Mm-hmm. Um, me personally, I would spend. I'd say I'm gonna spend ten grand. To see if I can get sixty calls, and I would go back to my budgeting, back to my pricing calculator. If you guys don't have a pricing calculator, I'll put a link to one in the comments down below um and you can get it for free okay where you can go put in money for your marketing budget and see how that affects your hourly rate and so on and so on and so on okay which is how you should do it right so if i go put 10 grand in my hourly rate calculator and it calculates i gotta spend another or i gotta charge another two three dollars an hour Mm -hmm. for to make up for that marketing budget and i go see if i can get 60 calls it doesn't, it doesn't, as long as I'm billing my hourly rate, the marketing is going to pay for itself. Yes. And here's absolutely. the th- And here's my thing. It's, it's not like you're spending 10 grand and then going, okay, let's get 60 calls coming in. You're giving Google money daily for calls. So you might give Google, maybe it's every couple of days. You might give Google 500 bucks. And they got you a few calls, but then you're going to go serve those calls, and you're going to make your money back. You're going to make yeah. that five hundred bucks back plus some, as mm-hmm. long as you're priced properly. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, you can correct me if I'm wrong. And this is where <laughs> this okay. is where I differ yeah. from most people and most marketers. But it works. It's worked very well for me. I'm like, um, okay, as long as I'm accounting for it in my marketing budget. Um, I'll pay whatever for marketing. And mm-hmm. and I know I'm so confident that it works that I would be
0: willing to put that on my credit card at the beginning of my business. So I think there's two factors at play. Uh, and if I can remember both of them by the time I get to the second one, I'll be surprised. Okay. But the first one is um, you started investing Mark into your marketing once the system was mature enough to be able to handle it. Marketing takes optimization. What yep. you launch today is going to be very different in three months, six months and a year down the road. Yep. And yep. so you have to get that data back Yep. now. So I wouldn't recommend that somebody drops 10 grand, like on like their first month of service. Right. Right. Because yep. you want to make sure that the model works and that's where people start going like, is it, is it, is it working? But once you do get it proven out, then Um, barring changes in the market, like Mm new competition and things like that, the math should work. Yes. So here's the, the, the second thing that I think you have in your pocket is the mentality of raising my prices doesn't hurt my business. Right. That's one of the, like you have a fluctuating pricing model based on what the market is. And and a lot of people will sit down and they'll work out their pricing and they'll never reevaluate. Right. And then they'll go like, well, we can't pay for the marketing. It's like, but it's customer acquisition. You don't have a business without marketing. And the here's
1: the real business. Here's the thing with
0: that, Tyler, is that
1: every other plumbing business in your area has the same marketing costs, right? Yes. If they want to match the level of marketing that you do, then they have to spend the same amount. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's some tweaks you can do to make that better, like a good-looking brand, all that kind of stuff. But
0: Yeah, once you get everything on step... Aside
1: aside from all that, just dollar for dollar, they're going to have to spend the same amount as you. So they're going to have to go... And if they want to stay in business, they're going to have to go charge the customer more to be able to Mm -hmm. pay for
0: their marketing, right? And that's where I think you... You understood that the the price affected the service, affected the acquisition. Like it yeah. was all related. And, so, and that's that's another thing. I think a lot of people just they get scared about pricing. Yeah. Which is well, why I'm glad you got a pricing calculator. But so
1: so why not go just blow everybody out of the water in your area with marketing and just include to do that in your hourly rate and make the customer pay for that?
0: A lot of people don't have the capital, so they build up to it.
1: Right. But that's they, the other thing I don't understand. Cause, like, I mean, so, like, typical AdWords campaign, like, if mm-hmm. you had a new client come on, we're talking new clients need, you know, 90 days to optimize their AdWords campaign. Yeah. And so if, like, if you know them.
0: it, if you know it works, why not spend more? So just keep going. I've had these conversations with clients mm-hmm. who, like, we had one client who would spend $175,000 a year on traditional like cable tv Mm
1: -hmm. and then
0: they got it in their head that digital was cheap and so they cut their budget way back and started and switched over to digital and digital was cheap but then they never matured their spend again and Mm. and then they ended up losing market share losing market share and things got tighter and tighter and tighter and they kept having to make different decisions that ended up hurting them in the long run and they're just they were never as sure they never reached like the brand awareness so it ended up hurting their business right right okay so but I think the thing is you have to build the model you got to spend money on it to prove it right yep. and, and that education and that optimization is necessary now if you have it there's the, the one thing that can happen is your market changes in the flow a competitor suddenly goes I'm willing to pay more and the cost yep. goes up mm-hmm. and another one comes in and another one goes in so because it's so immediately volatile, like you have to be watching it carefully. Mm. Um, but I mean, you, you and I woke up one day and it was like, calls seem slow. Yeah. And then we went in and changed bid adjustments and, and dumped more money in the campaign and calls came back, which yep. told me that somebody else entered the market. And then calls got more expensive. And then they got more expensive. And guess yeah. what? And I think what you did is you just went back to your pricing calculator, didn't you? And just adjusted yeah. for it. Yeah because you are right like if you can't make the business go at what your cost of marketing is the business just doesn't work it's yeah, it's a formula you're not mm-hmm. charging enough mm-hmm. yeah and i do mm-hmm. i i do run across that like i've come in and seen people in home services were like yeah i'm charging you know 60 bucks an hour and i'm like <laughs> yeah yeah that's, yeah. that's, that's way, way too for, low everybody. Uh, 1993. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> Like you need um, to be, I don't know a single well-run plumbing business. That's not over. Nobody's under
0: 400. They're at least 400. I've talked to companies that are under that. Yes. Um, well, I, I have I, too, but they're yeah. not successful. Exactly. They're but like just barely staying alive. True. Um, and and the, I mean, part of it is you have to price for growth. Yep. Like, Otherwise, you'll just constantly chasing your own tail. Like, it doesn't yeah. matter how, how well the marketing works if you don't have your pricing, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, exactly. Barely mm-hmm. making it. <laughs> and,
1: that's, and that's where I'm at. I'm, yeah. And that's where my whole thing is. If the model is right, mm-hmm. you could potentially spend as much money as you needed to to acquire a customer.
0: Yes. Like it just, my word of caution is make sure that the model is working for it. And that means correct. Making sure that you have your attribution down for that platform. Yes. But also realize that that platform isn't the only thing that's giving you calls. Yeah. So you should do them all. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And our reporting, like we're revamping it now, but it goes, here's your total leads. Here's your estimated revenue. Unless like, well, might be able to get on the service tight soon with our, our reporting dashboards. But um, and then we break down by platform. These are the platforms that cost you money. This is your cost per lead on each one. So then we can go, well, if that's your cost per lead and you need 10 leads, um, what if and it, it'll bring you this much? Well, now we kind of have a better understanding of the ROI, yeah. Uh-huh. Return on investment, right? Or ad spend. And so then the 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 formula starts working. But I still find people don't want to invest even if we like prove it in a spreadsheet, which is just, Mm. uh, I don't understand that. Marketing
1: is literally the thing that makes your business go round. Like without, like without the marketing, you don't have a customer without a customer. You could have the coolest plumbing business in the world, but without the Mm -hmm. customer, you got nothing. You got nobody to pay you any money. So you were going to go downhill quick.
0: So I've found that people get scared of the number as it goes up. Uh-huh. Right when mm-hmm. you started out, you never thought that your your marketing costs would be what they are. No. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and to be honest, neither did I. But we we didn't have a um, somebody who wanted to control the market like you did. Right. And and to control the market, we figured out what it costs. You priced accordingly and. And that allows you to do good service, have the team that you have, yep. like and the word on the street, if you look at your Google reviews, is good. Like yeah. and everybody I talk to anecdotally is like, man, your brother's company has really got it figured out. Yeah. <laughs> word,
1: yeah. What's funny is word on the street is damn, those guys are expensive. Like everybody mm-hmm. knows it. There's no doubt prospector is expensive. But then the second somebody says that, they go, but
0: they do good work. Mm-hmm.
1: They take care Mm -hmm. of their customers like Mm -hmm. they are a good company to deal with.
0: I have had um, people come to me and be like, well, man, I would have called them, but they're so expensive. And then they call someone else who's just a man in a van with like all the papers up on the dashboard. He's got like his, his notepad for his invoices whatnot. And so um, (laughs) they, and, and they're like, well, he said he'd be here at 10 and it's like two. And I'd be like, and then he doesn't even show up, and all that stuff. And it's like, yeah, well, he's he's cheap, but you're you, the customer, are going to pay for cheap. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> yep. You
2: can are. you guys? Can you guys like maybe provide like a roadmap to help these plumbing business owners get from where they are? Where they one, they might not understand pricing, and they don't understand marketing because there is like this mental paralysis that's happening because I have these conversations too right where it's just like oh I got to spend this much I got a conversation a couple weeks ago where this guy was like wow that is incredible I never knew that this would be this expensive but it just seems like there's this mental block I don't know if you guys can speak to or provide a roadmap to helping overcome that mental block
0: I, I think there are two tools that will help out a lot one is Jared's pricing calculator and on one of my YouTube videos there's a there's a marketing calculator and I, I just, mm-hmm. like, posted it the other day. Um, it's got a link to it in the description somewhere. I can send it to you guys so, if you want.
1: Yeah, send me the link. We'll put it in the description down below.
0: Yeah. Um, but I built it because people were saying, uh, uh, to ask them, okay, how many calls do you, do you want to get a day? And do, do all the math. And then I go look up, okay, well, if we were going to pay an average of this much for these clicks and then your conversion rates is blah, 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 and and get it all the way down, it's like, oh yeah, okay, you're going to have to spend $40,000 on marketing a month in order to make this. And I remember one guy going like, I don't see how that's possible. And I'm like, well, someone's doing it. Otherwise these clicks wouldn't be this expensive. Sure, Right? Right? So as far as the path, start it like for for, like, you need to, there's there's a place where you can get some data, which is, it's, it's hard if people don't understand the back end of this stuff, but you can pull how much keywords cost in your market. That gives right. you a rough idea of how to calculate, like, clicks and things, but...
1: Honestly, like, for plumbers, just know marketing is expensive. Yeah. And you, ha- and you have to incorporate it in the cost of your service. And this is only if you want to grow, like a self-sustaining plumbing business, like a real business that you Mm -hmm. don't actually work in. Like if you want to get out of being in the truck and constantly working in your business, the only way out is to actually put real marketing in place, like real pricing structure, real customer service structure and real marketing.
0: Well, and that's where I think you, you start with where you want to go. You use Jared's calculator to get, some semblance of okay this is what it'll be then you use mine to figure out what your marketing spend needs to be and, that, mm-hmm. and that's a start but it's, it's never going to be exact and you should constantly go back to those those uh references and tweak and adjust that's yeah. the other thing is, like people don't understand that um marketing is not a shoe in for customers like mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it's a mm-hmm. series of experiments that you run and you lean into it when it works mm-hmm. and it then it takes optimizations to get it to work better Um, and so you kind of have to build the road under you, no matter what you do for like, for us, it's for every client. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. and granted we've got best practices and stuff, but there's always like every market's different geography, uh, where you are competition, all that play. play And when you talk
1: about that, are you talking, you're talking mainly like pay-per-click and GLSA and those kinds of
0: types on brand building. Like, let's say like YouTube ads, Facebook ads, um, Google display, those costs are a lot less volatile. Like, and I think a a lot of it has to do with the fact that people don't like enter and leave the market quite so reactively. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Which is also a problem with Google ads. People get really like, the stats today are X, Y, or Z. And and you really want to like look at the month in aggregate before you make big swings. Um, But with all of, with like those platforms, this is the crazy thing. I was looking at uh, Facebook and it was like, oh, you can pay $7.80 to serve your ad 1,000 more times. And people don't realize that. Like the power <laughs> of that. Yeah. And then yeah. they're like, and, and then they, they they're like, well, I, I just can't afford it. So I'm just going to do my Facebook posts without ever spending money on it. And it's like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: the, the scale is just astronomical once you start spending money on things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
2: So. It's, it seems to me that what I'm hearing is that there is data that needs to be interpreted as you run your business and not just off of your gut feeling or whatever, because this conversation is revolving around two spreadsheets, mostly (laughs) where you price yourself out on a spreadsheet, which is all Mm -hmm. data driven. And then you look at data from marketing analytics, and then you can incorporate that price and get a rough idea. And so if we running, if we're running our businesses based off of numbers and concrete realities, then we know that what we're going to do is going to work at least to some fashion. It's yeah. when we run our businesses out of intuition and emotion and fear that we say, well, I don't want to spend this because I don't know how I'm going to recoup the cost and all these things because mm-hmm. the data says, well, you recoup the cost by rolling it into your price and that's just paying for the service. And then you really get all your money back and more so when you actually do a couple jobs. Um,
0: yeah. Um, you, you kind of need to put numbers in and then work the model and then tweak your numbers on the back end. Yeah.
2: Yes. It does seem like something that also it's like, there isn't, it's not like a set it and forget it. Right. It's not like you just put it in and this goes with pricing and this goes with marketing where you don't just put it in and then you go and do your work and you come back six months later. Like, like Jared, I know you are always paying attention to your hourly rate and your metrics and your P and L because why wouldn't you? And like, to be of the mindset of like being able to adjust your price when you need to, I think is really important. Like the plumbing business owners that I talk to, I, I always bring in price as a conversation because it helps me anchor the conversation into something. So I know where they're at, right? If they're like, Oh, I never touch my price. And I'm like, Ooh, this is going to be a more difficult <laughs> sell. I kind of have to, I have yeah, to kind of yeah. like convince this guy of a couple ideas before we even talk about marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're comfortable in like looking at your price, and adjusting it when you need as needed, then it's like it's just yeah. a, a it makes sense. I don't know why you wouldn't do it any other way, which is why right. I think we're sort of confused sometimes in these conversations.
0: I think it's you your bring, business. I think it's you bring up a point. good point about the psychology side of it, because that's new to people. I and mean, people are trained automatically to just by nature of our society, to like try and get things as cheap as possible. So they automatically assume that business should be run as cheap as possible. But then yes. that hamstrings the business, right? Yep. And instead of it being, it's, it's scarcity, abundance, you know, all, all that sort of mindset stuff. But like Jared, I remember when you first started truly tweaking your hourly rate, you yep. were, I mean, now you do it and you're like, well, you know, it is what it is, I just gotta do it. But yeah. the, the first few times, it, It was a harder decision.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, it took me, like, a good year to figure out or to really come to grips with, okay, it just cost me this much to run my business, and that's just a fact, which means Mm -hmm. I have to charge this much if I want to make a profit. Mm -hmm. And really what it came down to, which is funny, and I tell my clients this all the time, it's like, it took me a year to come down to the fact, like, you know, I was a year in, I'd been charging more than everybody in town, running a better business, and then at the end of the day, a year in, I pull my numbers, and I'm like, I'm not making any money. There's yeah. no profit left over. And so I, would, I had just put in an entire year's worth of work for hmm. nothing. And I was <laughs> like, you know what? Screw this. Like, <laughs> that was a lot of work for nothing. And I went back to my hourly rate and I was like, okay, I have to sit down and I have to be 100% honest with myself. When I'm filling this calculator out, I went back through. I made sure all of my expenses in there. I made sure I had plenty of money in marketing. I made sure I had plenty of money in the owner's compensation category. And I had to raise my price like almost $200 an hour and i was already the most expensive one in town and i was already getting people complaining about how expensive we are
0: um but you but still got customers
1: i still got customers yeah. <laughs> and you know what's funny so i just to give the numbers out there um we went from like 2 uh 314 to um i think we went over 5 i think we were at a 549 i think at that time like in one jump um it was a big jump right in one like literally work ended i went home i adjusted <laughs> prices work started the next day at 540 some dollars right mm-hmm. i didn't tell the guys i didn't tell a soul um and we got we still had plenty of work because we still had the marketing we were actually able to dump more money into marketing and get more work yeah um and then at the end of the day we had money left over and the business was making money and that was like Thank God! Like this is so. so it's so much better. So to make, to make money at the end of the day,
0: is there like a, a target margin you try and go for when calculating all that stuff out for profit margin?
1: Yeah, I always shoot for thirty percent. Yeah. Okay. Um. Just so that I can make sure and maintain my twenty percent at the end of the year, mm-hmm. and I think yeah. you know last year. Um, I think we hit just over 20% margins this year. I think we're going to do a lot better. Cause like January, we had 37% margins. Um, uh, February, we had 25% margins. We're just getting more, we're getting more efficient. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. honestly I raised my rate again. Like I'm not afraid to do it anymore. I'm like, you know what? I'll just, I'll suck this thing as dry as I can. Like suck yeah. as much money out as you can. That's the point yeah. of the business.
0: I think that also you kind of have to because the market has gotten more expensive too yeah uh, yep so mm-hmm. i just kind of yeah. is what it is and um
1: so my point with telling everybody that is that you know the sooner you can come to that realization that i came to mm-hmm. that exact same spot that i that took me a year to do a year of a ton of hard work and no money at the end of the year if you can come to that realization, like at the beginning or a month in or two months in and just Mm -hmm. go, you know what? It costs me this much to run my business. If I want to make a profit, I've got to charge this much. It is what it is and just own it and know that you're going to go work your ass off for like two, two to three years to get your business up and running. Mm -hmm. And that if you're going to make money, you have to charge that rate.
0: Here's an interesting question. Do you think that owners have a hard time when they're starting out paying more for something than they would pay themselves in a business? What do you mean by that? Clarify yeah. that. So when when business is starting out, a lot of times um, I've found that people, like they go, I want to pull this much. Um, and then they think that if they... Um, like if they have a down month, rather than getting aggressive to be able to pull that month, they cut back in order to, to, to like uh, hoard that mm. month, right? What do you mean? What do you mean by pull? What do you mean by it, pull this much? Okay, so in inside of marketing spends, like uh-huh. if mm. somebody has a bad month, I've seen multiple times and had to counsel against it, where they go, oh, okay, uh, geez, this month wasn't great. We we've got to cut our marketing down oh yeah yeah right and, and <laughs> what they're doing is they're trying to take what they made with the marketing they spent before yep and hold on to it yep um and not put it back into the market to bring more back and so it never it never levels it, up um,
1: yeah i hear what you're saying but yeah there's, I, I think there's two things there yeah did, did you finish what you're saying
0: well the the other thing is i think very early business owners just don't know how much things cost true I agree. And, and, and when they start going like, I'm going to make this much, the business does this much, I got to pay this much for things. Sometimes they don't, I think a lot of people don't realize how much marketing can cost once you get on step. Yes, I agree. Okay, so I got three things then. Okay. So okay. on that last <laughs> note, like
1: like think about if your business costs, if you may do $5 million in revenue and and you don't figure your costs and you don't charge appropriately and you make a 5%, profit margin at the end of the day. Right. Great. You did, you made $250,000. Like that's a pretty good income. Um, But you had to spend Mm 4.75 million to make $250,000. So that's one way to think about it. I would much rather spend $4 million and make a million dollars at a 20% profit. So you can do way less work, way less headache, way less infrastructure. The whole business is simpler. You can spend less on marketing because you actually don't need as many customers because you're mm-hmm. charging more. You can do 5 million in revenue with less and make way more profit just I, just by charging more.
0: Well, and, and that brings up like, if you charge too little, you have to make up for it in volume. That hurts the quality of service because mm-hmm. you're constantly yeah. chasing the next hour sold.
1: And then you have to pay more for marketing
0: because you need more volume. Oh, yeah.
1: So it actually doesn't really work <laughs> That's out. That's true. <laughs> yeah.
0: So it's easy to see how people end up in these whirlwinds of just like, I, I can't get ahead. Yeah. And then they quit business, which is actually, it's sad. Yep. So, yeah. So the mm-hmm.
1: second thing is, if you turn off your marketing because you had a bad month, how on earth is that going to make the next month any better? Mm-hmm. How is turning off your marketing the one thing that gets you call volume? How is that going to increase call volume the next month? If anything, if you had a bad month, you should be going back and going, Oh crap, I don't have enough call volume. Where can I spend more on marketing? Mm-hmm. So I would go to my marketing company and I would go, Hey, can we spend like on the things we're doing? Can we spend more? Yep. And if they said no, if they said yes, I'd be like, let's spend some more. And I go back to my calculator and I'd put it in my budget and I'd raise my mm-hmm. prices. and mm-hmm. be good. Mm-hmm. If they said no, I'd say what other types of marketing can we be doing? Can we so, add some other types of marketing on? Is there any low hanging fruit we can go after? How can, what can we do to get more calls?
0: To me, that mentality is what separates the, like, in my client roster. You can mm-hmm. see that mentality play itself out. Yeah. And yeah. over the years, like, you know, 20 years of working with businesses, you go, oh, yeah, remember that client who was just trying to cut their costs on everything and doing everything as cheap as possible and trying yeah. to do everyone else a favor except for themselves? Like now they're out of business. Yeah, those businesses yeah. aren't around anymore. Yeah. And they're it just is. hurting. And And so, but the ones who do what you said have the mentality of, like, Oh, okay. I just need to invest more back into it. Mm-hmm. Sure, maybe I'll take a little bit less home of this profit chunk this month, but I'll at least build the business more over the next month. The next month, like those guys are they You can tell, like it affects everything in their business and ultimately their lives. Like they're in a different headspace, which is yeah. great.
1: Yeah, and then well, what
0: about
2: the client who doesn't have any money? Where they had a down month and they can't have they don't have any more money to reinvest. And this could be for a number of reasons, right? They could not have any money cuz probably their pricing's off and everything, but mm-hmm. they're just like I don't have any more to spend. Like what's the advice to that client?
1: Figure out your pricing. Put it on a credit card. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, that's what I would do. Like, especially yeah. if I had a couple employees, guys, I would I would be I mean, first of all, I would be freaking out, right? Yes. I yeah. would commit myself until I die to figure out how to make that thing work. And I say that because because I have clients that don't have that mentality and they Mm -hmm. don't win at the end of the day. And Mm -hmm. if you have that mentality of like, I am gonna do whatever it takes (sighs) to fix this problem and figure out a resolution, you're gonna go fix the problem and figure out a resolution. So uh, So if if you have that attitude, I would go back to my hourly rate and I would (sighs) say, I got to make sure I'm charging enough. And then I, and once I was confident that I was charging enough, mm. then I would go put that marketing budget with the counsel of a marketing company. Um, I would put that on a credit card any day of the week.
0: So if you've run out of money, mm-hmm. it means that your marketing might be broken mm-hmm. and you need to reevaluate what's happening there. Mm-hmm. Or your pricing is broken. Like your uh-huh. business model is broken. The two are so interconnected. Yeah. You have yep. to have a good business mm-hmm. model for the marketing to work. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, now let's say, let's say, let's say both were broken and you're just like stuck. Mm-hmm. I would take every single person you know, every person that you've um, that you've serviced before, I yeah. would hop on the phone. Yeah. Go back start to like, You're basically hey, going
1: you're going back to square one. Like yeah. instead of Instead of yeah, going on sure. Facebook and like mm-hmm. being friends with all your mom's friends, mm-hmm. you're just calling up, you're just outbound dialing.
0: So, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, the thing is like when you spend money on marketing, all all it is, is it's your business reaching out for you without the manual labor. Right. Like you can always, mm. if you mm-hmm. have no work, mm-hmm. you have time, which means you can reinvest that time into the manual labor of building up your customers. Yep. And so I would also call every plumbing company and be like, Hey, listen guys, if you have any extra jobs, any people you don't want to service, why don't you, I, I would happy to be a referral. I'll give you a cut, whatever, like something to get jobs in the door because you do like because every job that you do, if you do it well, lifetime value of the customer skyrockets yeah and and you're building that that hamster wheel
1: you'll find that a lot of plumbing companies will be willing to do that there's probably companies out there that are that are want to have referrals like they have a problem of too many customers and Mm -hmm. they don't know who to send them to so Mm -hmm. if you can go to them and be like a really nice person especially if you could show up at their door well dressed um Mm -hmm. with a logoed shirt on and be like hey man. I really messed up on my marketing. We take really good care of our customers. If you guys have any overflow calls, if you could be willing to send them to me, that would be amazing. Like if somebody yeah. would have done that to me, cause we had this problem. We had too many calls, too much. And I, we had overflow, but nobody to send them to. Mm-hmm. And if I could have had mm-hmm. that option, I would have taken it all day. I would, have, I would have sent that person hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of phone calls.
2: Yeah. Do not, do not discount that thing. Cause even when Ayla worked at prospector and she would refer those calls out, that is still prospector doing a good service Mm -hmm. because if I can't get on the schedule today, but you're like, try this guy. And then I get on the schedule with him and he's a good referral in my head. Prospector still did me right. Right. They still did Mm -hmm. a good job. So that shouldn't, there shouldn't ever be a competitive attitude when it comes to that type of thing. Especially if you're in the, in sort of the context in which we're talking where you're desperate. Um, and then, really, what I'm hearing said is that there is always something that you can do as the plumbing business owner, always to go out and do something. Because I think there's a lot of people where they just get stuck and they say, "I got, I can't." Uh, there's nothing. Everything's broken, and they forget that. No, just do what you did when you didn't have all these things, yeah. and go. You know, in your mind, regress to <laughs> calling and door knocking and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Because at the end of the day, your responsibility is to get the work in the door. It isn't yeah. this yeah. weird ego thing
0: it's, it, it's not like you're truly going back to square one
2: no you
0: have all the knowledge right. that you built before you know the mistakes that you made that got you there in the first place and you're gonna you're gonna put measures in place but yeah. like back to jared's like talking about the tenacity of mm-hmm. i gotta figure this out like those steps are sometimes things that people don't want to take out of pride and uh, mm-hmm. I'm like, it's business. It's not a suck time suck it bad. up, but our- Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if
2: you want to have a successful business, and th- this is the this is the this is my favorite thing about business, because it requires a certain person to be effective at business, and that's a certain person that everybody I talk to wants to be. Like we as business owners want to be formidable in these spaces. And so when you come to this point where you're like, man, I don't know if I can do this, that is something telling you that you need to level up a skill or a mindset to go and do that, which you're totally capable of doing. And then once you get through to the other side, you have just become more powerful and more formidable within your own self, which in my mind is like business is sort of the route to self-discovery and Mm self-betterment and Mm self-empowerment. Business is just like a really raw way to do that. Like I always use the nerdy example of it's like, it's the modern day conquering the dragon. Where I can't think of anything more except for maybe like, I don't know, being a soldier where you're like, okay, I'm putting everything on the line and I'm going out and I'm doing something very hard that's going to require more of me than anything I've ever done before. And it's a heroic act. And if it's done properly, you get to reap a heroic reward. And so, you know, take courage and go out and do stuff you don't want to do. It's just... Part of being a business owner, and then when it gets back on step, you're like, okay, I'm never going to let that happen again. I'm going to go yeah. spend more on this. I'm going to go do this because that sucks. Yep. I never want to do that. Yep. And then you won't have to again.
0: Yeah, I think I think that business business is one of the best character building exercises anybody could ask for. Yeah. Ethics, problem solving, critical thinking, like it, being in business. Even if you even if it doesn't work out, you are still a better person at the end of the day.
1: Sure. Yeah, I would agree with that. Okay, I had a third thing, but we'll make it another <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah, everybody stole Jira's uh, fire. Okay, well, thanks again for coming on, Tyler. Really appreciated that conversation.
0: It was fun. That was a, that was a fun one. I like these.
1: Yeah. All right, thanks everybody.
2: See you next time. Okay, see ya. Bye.